Welcome to the New Reality Show, where you can call in live for laser coaching and engage in Q&A with doctors Art Emrich and Christina Winsey. Discover how to master the power of your mind, body, and spiritual energies. Get empowered to create your new reality for more happiness, well-being, and success. Well, it's another Friday night, Dr. Art. There we go again. Oh, my Lucky goodness. Yeah. <laughs> the week went by pretty fast, didn't it? Boy, it really did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have a great show in store for you folks. If you're new to joining in with us, this is New Reality Solutions. And our goal, uh, especially since the pandemic, but um, we just felt that we wanted to reach more people and provide uh, really great topics and solutions for you to solve things like stress, anxiety, relationships, you name it. We've, we've run the gamut with guests, haven't we? We've we had really quite have. a, yeah. yeah. We've been but, blessed with good guests. Right? Yeah. But we wanted to reach more than just the, the one-on-one uh, clients and patients we see in our office. And we thought, what's the best way to do that? And we chose radio on BBS. So we're, we're thrilled to be here. And if you are a subscriber, we want to thank you from our hearts for helping us to keep the lights on here. And uh, we're going to be trying something new very soon. We're, we're finding a nonprofit that we can donate to when you subscribe to our show. So stay tuned for that. We hope you'll come back next week and every week. And we'll be telling you more about how you can help a charity that's very near and dear to our hearts as well as help us keep the lights on. So that's coming up. Um, so tonight we have a very special guest, which we'll be introducing fully in a little bit after Dr. Art does his tip of the week. But I just want to give you a little taste. So we will be speaking with Simon T. Bailey. He is a worldwide keynote speaker, former Disney leader, seven-time best-selling author and executive coach to 2,000 companies. His book is Ignite the Power of Women in Your Life, A Guide for Men, and he declares that this is the age of woman. So this should be a very interesting show. Don't go away. So Dr. Art, is there anything? Oh, we have to talk about the phone numbers, don't we? Because it's a live call-in show. Right. Yeah. So if you would like to ask Simon a question or ask myself or Dr. Art, you can reach us toll free in the United States at 1-888-627-6008. And if you're outside the U.S., dial 1-323-744-4831 direct. And uh, we would love to have your calls. Uh, this is going to be a really interesting show. So you'll probably have some questions. Don't be shy. Nobody will know who you are. You can give a fake name. <laughs> or just so, say Dr. you're Art, calling for a friend. <laughs> yes, exactly. Dr. Art, is there anything that I left out that you'd like to add? I don't think so. I, I guess maybe just one one point is that uh, we're celebrating uh, a year now. Is that right? Yes, uh, this is our 51st show. 51st. So next year formally be the, the 52 weeks. And um, and we've, we've um, thoroughly enjoyed every bit of We met some fabulous people. We've been able to bring a lot of uh, very much needed ideas, concepts, practices and things to our, our listening audience. 
and we're looking forward to continuing that as we go into next year. You bet. You bet. And we're going to we're going to have even more topics that are going to be fascinating for people. Yeah. So and provide a lot of free help because all of our guests give a free gift at the end. So um, it, it's really our joy to watch uh, watch our guests and our listeners to benefit from each other. So and with that, um, and speaking of benefit, uh, your tip of the week. Okay, this is a special benefit uh, tip this time because I have a thought for the day in addition to the tip of the week. Hmm. Um, I ran across a Sanskrit poem um, from an Indian playwright and poet uh, from the 5th century um, AD, and I was just struck by it, and I wanted to just read it. It's very short, but very powerful. The title of it is Look to This Day. Hmm. starts off, Look to This Day. For it is life, the very breath of life. In its brief course lie all the realities of your existence, the bliss of growth, the glory of action, the splendor of beauty. For yesterday is only a dream, and tomorrow is but a vision. But today, well lived, makes every yesterday a dream of happiness and every tomorrow a vision of hope. Look well, therefore, to this day. Awesome. I just thought that was noteworthy, I guess. Definitely. Brings Definitely. tears to my eyes here, even. Yeah. So, okay, onward to the tip of the week. Uh, we started a couple of weeks ago with something called quantum focusing, which was developed by a good friend of mine, Michael Elner, who's no longer with us on this plane. Uh, he was in Chicago, in Chicago, in uh, California, uh, when the AIDS epidemic broke out and the medical profession was not really prepared, they didn't know what to do. And so people started seeing him and he was moved to develop um, a, a protocol that he could give to these people who were suffering from AIDS and uh, nobody else seemed to know what to do. And this brought great relief to the, um, to the patients that he was seeing. So um, it has three parts to it, um, and the whole thing, if you do the entire thing, it only takes about five minutes, so it's not a long extended thing. Um, uh, quantum focusing is uh, three things that um, he recommends that you focus on. The one we covered two weeks ago was living with a happy heart. Mm. The one we're going to uh, talk about tonight is living with a playful spirit. And next week, we'll be talking about living with a peaceful mind. So those are the three parts to it. Um, with all three parts, you do the same thing. Uh, first, uh, bring your attention to uh, focus inside your body and uh, fill your mind with a sense of fully occupying every bit of your body space and enlivening all of your cells. And by the way, I don't know whether you all have this or not, but I have 50 trillion best friends. They're my cells. And you have about 50 trillion cells too. So I hope you'll make them your best friends because you got 50 trillion partners working for you. You're probably going to succeed. So uh, you just fill yourself with uh, those cells dancing in harmony uh, with each other. And then you say to yourself, I live with a playful spirit and take some time to let the idea of that just seep into all of these 50 trillion cells. 
Next, make a sound that you think conveys and captures this feeling of a playful spirit. It could be whoopee or whatever your sound might be. Uh, that, uh, that is the, uh, the one that you, uh, that you make and it's your unique sound. Next, make some movements with your body that capture this feeling of living with a playful spirit. I would think it would be kind of active, maybe kind of jumping around or something, you know, playful. Sure. Uh, and um, at the end of that, um, you stay with that for just a couple of minutes. Just before you end the session, inhale deeply and in the privacy of your own mind, shout to yourself, I deserve health and happiness or I deserve a stress-free life or whatever else it is that you feel like you deserve. Shout it so that every one of those 50 trillion cells hears it. And that is quantum focusing. And we'll talk about next week, the same thing to live with a peaceful mind. I love it. I love it. And uh, at the end of the show, we're going to give you our email address. We'll show it on the screen and we have a handout for that. So if you would like to have all three parts in a handout with all the instructions, uh, we have it. And the fact that it gave great relief to AIDS patients and, you know, it's uh, sounds pretty powerful. So, yeah. Well, thank you, Dr. Art. And now... I am going to read our our guest's amazing bio, and then we'll bring him on. Simon T. Bailey is the author of Ignite the Power of Women in Your Life, a Guide for Men, the book destined to spark a worldwide movement. In fact, Simon has committed to a life of purpose that sparks individuals and organizations to lead countries, companies, and communities differently. This current mission caps an illustrious career as a Hall of Fame keynote speaker and renowned advisor to companies in diverse industries. His framework is based on his 30 years of experience in the hospitality industry, including serving as sales director for Disney Institute, based at Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando, Florida, as a prolific author and speaker. Simon has worked with Signet Jewelers, Salesforce, T-Mobile, Stanford Healthcare, General Mills, and Hilton Hotels, just to name a few. He has three online courses featured on LinkedIn Learning, LinkedIn Learning that reach professionals in 100 plus countries. Recently, Simon became a certified Caritas coach. I hope I'm saying that right. Leading with heart-centered intelligence. His approach is grounded in caring science. I want to hear what that exactly is that focuses on preserving human dignity, wholeness as the highest gift to self, systems, and society. It was Simon's Gold Coast video about a conversation with his daughter that inspired his book and the movement, a post that has spurred 90 million views on Facebook. Simon, welcome to the show. There he is. And there he is. Yay. Yay. <laughs> you know, I feel we've got a celebrity here. I, I'm just like, okay, oh, let's hear absolutely. from you. <laughs> just a friend. Just a friend. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, uh, I really am fascinated by what Caritas and Caring Science is, but um, why don't you start where you think is the right place to start so that you can kind of unfold this vision you have and help our audience see 
the beauty of your book, your, your, your plans. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me and hello to everyone that's joining us. My journey started uh, a number of years ago when my daughter came into my home office and I sensed she wanted to talk, but I was emotionally unavailable. And she said, hey, dad, I said, hey, baby girl. She sat down and she said, well, dad, I see you're busy. I'll just come back later. And I said goodbye. And it hit me on the plane the next day that I missed a moment to connect with my daughter. And when I came back home, I said, Madison, you wanted to talk to me the other day. And she said, Daddy, it's okay. I said, no, it's not okay. Because if I don't change my behavior, you're going to marry a joker just like me. And her <laughs> mother uh, said to me at that time, you give everybody the best of you, but you give us the rest of you. And mm -hmm. I don't want the leftovers anymore. So mm -hmm. uh, Kristen Art, what I realized, I built a house, but lost a home. I was making and chasing money, but had no meaning. And I was pursuing power, but really didn't have purpose. And so after being married for 25 years, I went through a divorce and my divorce attorney suggested that I go and see a therapist. And no guy wants to go and see a therapist named Anita that has been practicing for 40 years and has more degrees than a thermostat. <laughs> how true, how true. And Anita said to me, whatever you don't deal with will eventually deal with you. And that's where my journey began right there. Mm. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, was there a point where you felt if you hadn't got that insistence to go see somebody, would you have sought help particularly or, or did you feel like, no, that don't, I need that? Absolutely. I think this is a severe problem that we have. We men have, you know, <laughs> we know everything. We don't need help. You know, we can... <laughs> all men privately think that they are superheroes. And... Yeah. Yeah. Well, and well, to me, that was not uh, an entertainment when I was young. That was a career choice, you know, yeah. it was just a, which one are you going to be, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So, um, and Simon, turn up your volume. You're a little bit, a little bit low, if you can. Okay. All righty. Let me just do. Uh, okay. Better. Much better. Okay. Yeah, you're closer to the mic too. Sure. So, yeah. so um, why are men afraid to open up and be vulnerable to women, and and why are men afraid of this whole personal growth area? So, in my experience, and I don't speak for all men, I'll certainly speak for my experience. I think number one, it's this ability to be vulnerable, and you may lose your masculinity. Right? Mm. What are people mm. going to think? They're going to judge us. I think the second thing, men have been raised to suppress emotions and to never really fully express what's going on at a deeper level. Mm -hmm. And if we do, does that mean that we are given in to more of the feminine side of us, right? And then I think the third thing is we have never been in a healthy environment around other men that invite us to put our truth on the table and to mm -hmm. share. And the whoever has your ear has your life. So when you're not in an environment that challenges you to open up, to use all of your words, to uh, bring, bring what's in you out of you, then it's easier to talk about the sports and weather. Mm -hmm. 
I'm sorry to interrupt, but um, your volume is still way low. Do you have a way to turn it up some more? There, there, there should be a um, a uh, key on the top row of your uh, of your keypad uh, that is a speaker uh, volume thing, and you can just tap it and turn it up and up and up and up. Okay, okay. Let's see here. Let me. The upper right hand button should be in, on your keypad. Okay, so right hand. And also, maybe if you're just stay closer to the mic, it'll help too. Yeah. Okay. All right. I yeah. can definitely do that for sure. Thank you. That's great. That's great. Okay. How is that? Is that a little bit better? Little yeah, bit? it is. Okay. Art, can you hear Art? Is a little it, bit, but not yeah. not so. Yeah. Okay. Now that's going to be much better if you can get that up close to your. Yeah. Okay. There we so go. Good. All right. Perfect. Terrific. So, um, tell us about Caritas Coaching and Caring Science. What is that? Yeah. yeah. So, Caring Science. Dr. Jean Watson is a scholar at the University of Colorado at Boulder, and she is known as the Lady Gaga of nursing. Uh, she's uh, in her 80s. And for the last 40 years, she's been a pioneer in this field called caring science and mm -hmm. caritas uh, processes. And caritas is simply a way of thinking of love and care. So uh, last year, I was doing a program for the top 1500 leaders at Stanford Healthcare. One of the leaders reached out to me afterward and they said, do you know Dr. Jean Watson? I said, no, I've never heard of her. They said, well, a lot of what you're teaching is based on 40 years of her research. Well, they made an introduction and I absolutely was like, whoa. So I immersed myself into a six month program studying her work that she's been pioneering for 40 years. Um, it's mostly in the, the medical field. And mm -hmm. so I joined a cohort of 40 uh, medical professionals. I'm, I'm a non-medical professional. And literally for six months, my life was transformed as I began to understand the power of caring science. So there are four practices that really helped me in my journey. The first practice is understanding the power of surrender. Uh, I think men, uh, sometimes we're a control freak. We always want to control the details. And what I've discovered, women don't need to be controlled. They need to be understood. And when you come to this place of surrender, you release the need to always be right. The second practice is forgiveness, deep forgiveness, uh, this ability to truly uh, forgive and move on. So I'll never forget the day I signed my divorce papers, I'm at a restaurant, I'm eating and I'm crying. I'm just literally, you know, cry for me, Argentina, right? Mm. <laughs> and a buddy of mine walks in, his name is Bob, and I hadn't seen him in 20 years. And he said, how's it going? I said, Bob, I just got divorced this, today. And I'm like, wow, what? And he says, whatever you do, pay your alimony and child support, enjoy, forgive and move on. Mm. And it just shifted something in me. And so the third practice is um, this whole ability to find gratitude. How do we really come from a place of being grateful for where we are? And the fourth practice is understanding human compassionate care, the power of kindness. And mm -hmm. so when I begin to embrace those practices from Dr. Jane Watson, I said, there is so much application of your work in caring science to the broader world. So we're in the process of creating a whole tool uh, around kindness and care and how do you bring this to the planet in a great way. Right. 
That is awesome. That is awesome. So how did that lead to Ignite uh, the Power of Women, a guide for men? Such a great question. So on this journey, I had started writing the book three years ago and I wasn't going to finish it. And when I, what I realized is I needed to go through the Caritas Caring Science process to have the language to understand where was I stuck? Why mm. was I in my way? So literally the book became therapeutic as I started writing it because I would write it and stop because it was too deep. But what I realized, I was pulling off the mask and I was telling my truth for the first time and I didn't want to hide anymore. And I wanted to come alongside as a guide for men to say, here is something to think about that if you get the relationships right with the women in your life, your mother, your, your spouse, your partner, your sister, your daughter, it literally ignites you from the inside. So that's uh, that's where the journey started. And of course, my wife gave me permission to finish the book. So <laughs> <laughs> my new wife, I got remarried. So <laughs> Oh, I see. <laughs> Good for her. Good for her. Brave woman. <laughs> wow. And how old is your daughter now? So Madison is 20 years of age. She was 14 at the time of when uh, this incident happened, when I was emotionally unavailable. And so, so what do you think we guys should do to, uh, to really up the ante on our advocacy for women and support? Uh, what, what are some practices that we should engage in or could engage in? My first recommendation is every woman has a vision. And it starts with a question to ask her, what's your vision? Where do you see yourself going? And how can I best serve you? That's the first thing. The second thing is love is not what it says, it's what it does. So how do we become very intentional about the details? What does she like to eat? Where does she want to go? What does she want to do? Um, The third thing is every woman has music in her soul. How do you begin to tune into that music? and refrain from playing chopsticks when she's looking at <laughs> really Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. How do right. you dial into her? And that happens in conversation. Anita, my therapist, told me um, after I got divorced, she said, if and when you date and get married again, you need a minimum of 50 to 100 hours of conversation where you're just asking. And, and, and another practice for everyone listening to us, especially gentlemen, is how do you listen beyond the words? How do you re- how, how do you read the field? How do, how do you understand that the woman in your life really needs you to hear her, not fix her? It, it, it reminds me of men are from Mars and women are from Venus to some, you know, to some extent in terms of don't fix it, just listen. Um, but it goes beyond that. It, it, it really does. You know, what you're describing is, um, allowing men to develop their intuitive capabilities because it, it you, you know, most people think, oh, well, women are intuitive, but men are not. And that's not true. Men are equally intuitive if they develop it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This sounds like it's very closely related to the love languages too, that, that there's some crossover there that it looks like that. Um, yes. I, I'm a big fan of Dr. Gary Chapman's work, yeah. and mm-hmm. I believe uh, if you dial into the love languages, it really allows you to take the relationship even deeper. Mm-hmm. Definitely. 
So um, what does it mean for women to have a viable seat at the table? Yeah. So here's what the research says, according to McKinsey. Organizations that have women in executive roles are 25% more profitable. When women Mm -hmm. have a seat at the table, Dr. Chris, they um, have a 360 degree view of a problem where sometimes men are very linear. Um, Mm -hmm. You give a woman a sentence, she will give you a paragraph uh, because how she is wired is to ask the deeper questions and to make sure everyone benefits. When a woman has a seat at the table, visibility creates credibility. Uh, and, And when she is at the table, it's imperative for men that as she is bringing forth an idea, that men champion those ideas. I can't tell you how many times I've talked to women from all over the world who said they're in a meeting, they'll share an idea, and it's like crickets, right? A few minutes later, a guy will share the same idea and it's celebrated and like, good job, John, let's go. Right. Totally marginalized her. So a man needs to be a champion in that moment for her idea. That reminds me of a cartoon that I had 25 years ago. It was one of my favorite cartoons. The women never found it funny. Um, It's uh, 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 the chairman is sitting at the head of the table and he said, That's a wonderful idea, Mrs. Smith. Uh, Perhaps one of the men would like to make that recommendation. It's just, you know, it's that same nobody here feeling. I got to get a man to translate it. Yeah. And uh, living and growing up with that must be so frustrating. I don't know whether women aren't just pulling their hair out over the way they get treated sometimes. It just is, it's really embarrassing. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, we've struggled quite a bit. And I'm I'm really thrilled that we're getting more into the divine feminine uh, period of the world, really bringing more of the feminine energy, um, you know, to balance things out. And you're you're actually right. I mean, there's this absolutely hysterical video by a, a pastor um, which he he does men's brains and women's brains. Mm. And I've kept the video. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's hysterical. And he but he's illustrating how women's brains are just all they're They're very everything's connected. The corpus callosum, everything is crossing, whereas men are hunters. You know, they go for the kill. They're they're looking at one thing. So if you want to go shopping, women are, you know, what a beautiful window. And men are, well, I just want a, a blue shirt. You know, so. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So as I was sending out uh, invitations, uh, I was sending out to um, uh, people on my email list and and a lot of men and a lot of women. I thought I'm sending this out to a lot of women. Um, Is is your book for them, too? Or is it just for men or how does that work? It's for both men and women. In fact, we've heard from women all over the world who have read it and they said they have gotten more out of it uh, than I I would have expected uh, because I really try to create a conversation alongside as a guide with a recommendation and reflections and stories to help them think about where they are. So definitely for women, it's, it's for women who want to understand why men, we sometimes shut down Right. Okay. Uh, and, and what are some tools that you can use to really engage in a deeper dialogue? 
Great. Okay. Yeah. And along those lines, what can men do to um, focus on well-being and mental health? And, you know, I think because of what you started with, that men have to be masculine and, you know, that to let down means giving up your masculinity, but it doesn't. It actually makes you even more desirable to the woman. But, but how did you bridge that gap with mental health, well-being, uh, recovering from divorce? And what can you tell other men in terms of that? Yeah. So for a long time, uh, Dr. Chris, I was probably more negative than an undeveloped piece of film. I was that guy, right? Wow. And I recognized after going to therapy with Anita, my therapist, I realized I needed to take my meds. And meds is an acronym that stands for meditate, exercise, diet, and sleep. So let me just double click on meditation just for a moment. A part of what I learned in caring science was a practice called centering, which is just everything is in the breath. So I would practice getting centered just by inhaling, exhaling at least three to five times. And it's in the, it's in releasing the breath that I'm releasing whatever's been pinned up what I've been holding on to. Mm-hmm. So going through that meditative practice was a great start for me. And obviously there's apps such as Headspace and Calm. Right. Uh, but then exercising, uh, because I had put on a, a lot of weight, stressed, you know, just absolutely upset. So I started walking, uh, which was really, really good. And then I had to look at my diet because I wasn't eating properly. But probably one of the greatest areas that I struggled in and I'm getting better is with sleep. And I, I came across some research from uh, a renowned physician who said that when you sleep, it's a like emotional first aid for the brain. Mm-hmm. And so I was sleeping like two to three hours getting up, sleeping two to three hours getting up. I wasn't having that continuous sleep. So mm-hmm. what I recognize as I begin to get at least six to seven hours of sleep, doing all the other things that I mentioned, all of a sudden there was a change in my attitude. There was more happiness and joy that was coming from within. It wasn't artificial, right? And and I started showing up and it started impacting how I was conversating with others because there was a we-ness. Rabbi Hill Kushner calls it emotional congruence where everything that you think, you say, you feel is in alignment. So I had to come back into alignment. Hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, I'm going to do a brief station ID just so we can say the phone numbers again in case somebody wants to call in. You're listening to New Reality Solutions with Drs. Art Emrich and Christina Winsey. And our special guest is Simon T. Bailey. And we are talking about his his book, uh, Ignite the Power of Women in Your Life, A Guide for Men. So um, if you just joined us, We're having a fascinating conversation and it'll help you learn about having better relationships and uh, having better wellness in your own life if you're a guy or a girl. Um, But if you want to call into the show, we would love to have you ask questions, join the conversation. You can dial toll free in the United States, 1-888-627-6008. And if you're outside the U.S., you have to dial direct 1-323-744-4831. Simon, tell us, um, 
So 90 million Facebook views. What was it? You know, everybody's looking for what makes things go viral. And that's not my purpose. It's not about marketing here. There was something special in whatever you posted. Yeah, so Goldcast uh, had gotten a clip of me speaking at a Success Live event, which is a part of Success Magazine. And I wasn't even supposed to speak. I was just the host for the program. And they asked me to share a story. And I had written I had written down, okay, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say that. Well, I threw the entire script out the window. <laughs> and I just shared my heart. So let me just say that 90 million views is strictly organic, no boosting or anything. And I simply told the story of of me failing as a father um, where i was focusing on building a career instead of maintaining a home and growing a home and i just shared that story and i started getting comments from uh, men and women from all over the world Um, one woman said i hope my husband watches this video because maybe we wouldn't have had to gone through the divorce Um, One guy said uh, he gave his children everything. He gave his family everything, but then he lost it all because he wasn't present to the moment. So I think that's what really, really resonated with people. 6,000 comments, 233,000 reshares Mm -hmm. of just a little three-minute story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it shows how hungry people are for realness and um how confused they are about chasing the 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 buck you know uh building the career but forgetting who you are yes and you know people long for that connection so that's so powerful so amazing with all the uh adversity that you that you had to face of divorce and debt and self-doubt and everything uh, what, what was the breakthrough for you? Where, where do you get your mojo from to come back and, and uh, start almost starting over, maybe from worse than zero, but below zero, and, and climbing right back up and, and making something important happen for the world? Well, I think for me, uh, it starts with my faith. I stay connected to my church and they prayed for me um, because I was I was a basket case at some level. I would just go to church and just bawl, right? Didn't know why I was bawling, uh, but I was processing, right? So for me, uh, staying connected to God, because I truly believe without God, I am nothing. Without God, I'll fail. Without God, I'll be like a ship without a sail. That's number one. Number two, I came across some research from Emory University that talks about when you help someone else, the reward centers in our brain begin to light up almost as if we have been on the receiving end of the person Mm -hmm. who just helped. They call it the helper's high. I had never heard of that before. But what I realized, I started to give to the least, the last, the lost. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, During the pandemic, I gave to World uh, City Kitchen. I, I, I just start writing checks and tried to find people who were in need. And I'm not saying this to to pump myself up or to look special or anything, but what it did for me, when I took the focus off of my pain and I began to focus on the pain of someone else who couldn't do anything for Mm. me, it became healing. And I know that sounds like a little weird or odd, right? But what I recognize is the power of humanity Mm. is love is not what it says, it's what it does. How, how do we begin to understand that sometimes people just need an encouraging word? 
I think the third thing, and I'm a little old school, I started writing handwritten notes, putting a personal stamp and just sending it to people with just saying, hey, just thinking about you. And it became a way of hugging people with my words. Mm. And what I recognize is all of a sudden a healing and a wholeness because for a while I had a ton of holes, H-O-L-E in my soul. But through these acts of kindness, I was coming to a new place of wholeness, not looking for anything in return from anyone else. And all of a sudden I began to connect the dots. I'm like, what? Oh my goodness. That's powerful. That's where it's at. You know? Oh my gosh. That's awesome. That is, that is really, yeah. Um, There's one thing you speak about also is the imprint of your father. And uh, you talk about that in the book and it's, um, talk about the, the importance of the relationship between a son and his father. Yeah, well, my father was an immigrant from Jamaica some 60 years ago, came over uh, to Florida from Jamaica on a program that President Dwight Eisenhower had in place. And uh, he picked oranges in Mount Dora, Florida, and never told me that he loved me until he was on his deathbed. Mm. And I said to him, dad, I said, why didn't you say that you love me? And he said, I put food on the table. I put clothes on your back. I put a shelter over your head. That was my way of saying that I loved you. But I said, dad, you never said it. And I never said it to my children. And Mm. their mother said to me, you may want to do something about this. So the moment I expressed to my father that I needed him to verbally affirm me, uh, he said, I love you and I believe in you. And the moment he said it, I have three brothers. Uh, When my brothers and I started talking, we started saying, hey, man, I love you. Hey, man, I love you. And guys Mm -hmm. don't do that, right? But because our dad imprinted on our head, our heart, our hands that he loved us and he saw us, it unlocked something in us. I then went to my children, Daniel and Madison, and I said, I love you and I believe in you. So Mm -hmm. the imprint of a father is so powerful because it allows you to understand you don't have to do things for outward validation, but it's understanding that when your dad does see you and says it, it literally becomes therapy within itself. That's beautiful. Really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I think it's the same for, for kids and their mothers, you know, um, I think the words I love you, unfortunately, are admired in um, various interpretations of what love is. And that's, that's part of the challenge is, you know, some people experience love as someone hitting them across the face and, uh, you know, wish you weren't born kind of thing. They don't know that that isn't love. And so um, I, I read something recently that uh, instead of using the word love, sometimes using the word kindness can sort of be a substitute. So you don't have all that stuff behind the word. Um, I don't know if that makes sense to you, but it, it just does. made a lot of sense to me. It does. In fact, I've been teaching and I say it in the book that I think we have to grow from love and talk about being cherished. When I say I cherish you, that's so much more deeper than I love you. Because to your point, anybody can say I love you. But when I cherish you, it is so about you and not about me. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's it's I look for look for ways to serve you and honor you and respect you because I cherish your soul. 
Absolutely. There's a saying I, I heard, and I don't know whether this is true or not, from an African tribe, and it said, if you love something, move your feet. It's not, it's not about talking, you know, just do do something, you know, move your feet. Let, let's see, let's see how, it, what does it mean to you, you know, in, in real life terms, uh, not just talk. Yeah, it's so interesting you say that Dr. Edwin Lewis Cole, who transitioned probably 20 plus years ago, made a statement that love desires to give at the expense of self. So when I'm giving at the expense of self, right, uh, I'm not worried about what I get in return. Yeah. Yes, that's so true. So um, what what was it like meeting and marrying your new wife and creating a new life for yourself after therapy, after Caritas coaching, um, that must have been quite a different experience for you. It was a different experience initially. Uh, and, and, and all truth, I was scared and I ran away. Uh, I met Jody online. We met, uh, we talked for probably about 16 hours uh, in our first just nonstop conversation the entire day into the night, into the way <laughs> of the morning. And what I recognized and something that the therapist uh, pointed out to me is, you know, sometimes you have fight or flight and I'm like, oh my goodness, it's too good to be true. And this is going to fall apart. And I ran away. <laughs> and what I recognize a friend of mine uh, said to me a number of years ago, if you find a woman that has 80% of what you need, you can figure out the other 20%. <laughs> and, <laughs> and what I re- recognized, Jody had the 80% that I needed. And I had to realize that ghosting her uh, was not healthy for me or for us long term. Mm-hmm. So I finally just settled down and said, okay, all right, I'm here. <laughs> and, and one of the things Anita pointed out when I was in therapy, she said, there's a lot of research about, about fathers and daughters, but there's emerging research about mothers and sons, and you have been mama to death. <laughs> <laughs> So I had to go and fix some things with my mother and then I could come back to Jody whole and ready. Let's go. We are <laughs> in a good place. <laughs> oh my goodness. And well, at 53, you're not going to have to marry my mom. We're healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, and here's to Jody. Here's to yeah. Jody. <laughs> Wow, that's awesome. So, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say she's an amazing woman and I'm very blessed to uh, be able to call her my wife. That's great. That's great. I I was curious about um, your your speaking and in different companies and, you know, the corporate world, uh, the the problem with putting a woman, uh, giving her a seat at the table and acknowledging her ideas is that it doesn't get the person ahead that is acknowledging her ideas. It gets her ahead, you know? So this is why I think there's so much dog eat dog is everybody's vying for the next position up. So how do you help companies with that? Yeah, great, great question. One of the things that we're doing with the company right now because of the new book They've asked us to put together a six-week course specifically uh, helping men and women inside corporate America 
uh, and inside companies, period. So one of the things we're teaching is the power of collaboration. And mm -hmm. collaboration is understanding that no matter what you bring to the table, how do we all grow together and learn from each other? Uh, the second thing is we're in, inviting men to think about uh, a woman's contribution and also helping ladies think about their contribution because sometimes women sabotage themselves because they undersell the contribution that they're making. So we're talking about confidence. You know, how do you really, really tee up your confidence? And that does not mean that you need to act or think or play like a man. No, be your authentic self in your feminine power. And what corporations are beginning to realize, I, I believe, is that you need the yin and the yang. You need that energy uh, in, the, in the room because it challenges us all to be better. There's something about the way men's and women's brains work on, on an area. I, I worked for, uh, for 30 years for a, a large uh, uh, let's just say a chemical company, uh, one of the big, big ones, and uh, we we had a problem uh, that we were advertising filling jobs from inside, and the idea would be we'd fill as many as we could, and then whatever was left at the end, then we would hire into that, you know, so we had a very active uh, uh, job advertising program in the company, and uh, we started analyzing that and found out that women were just not applying for these jobs that were available. And so we started interviewing the women and saying, what happened? So what we would do is say the successful client uh, or the successful candidate for this job will have the following 10 attributes, you know. And so what we found out, this woman said, well, I had nine of them, but there's one I didn't have. So I just I didn't do it. The guys would say, well, I had four and I figured I'll fake the other six, you know, and, I would, and, so, and, just, and, and so we had to do an, an enormous educational process in there to say, look, here's what this means, you know, here's what you should do and, uh, and, and really get right down into the weeds because the women were just absolutely, they were so hard on themselves, so literal and, oh, that's one of these things I don't have, so I probably wouldn't succeed and I'm not going to apply, you know. And it really took a long time before we ever got some equality in the application side of it. We had a lot of women, but they just weren't, weren't applying for these other uh, jobs. So is that a, a, a cultural uh, uh, remnant, do you think, or, or is that an actual wiring of the brain? I, I don't know. I, uh, from the women that I have coached and have given advice to, that is gender specific. Uh, not all women, but some women, they undersell themselves on mm -hmm. what they don't have instead of what they do have what and they then oversell themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah, figuring they'll they'll learn while they're on the job, you know, yeah, they yeah, just yeah. they go I'll for it. Yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, I've, you know, as I, I work with primarily women with eating disorders, that's one of mm -hmm. my main specialties. And um, it all has to do with dysfunctional families, which we all come from. But, but the learned habit is to minimize our accomplishments. Mm -hmm. The learned habit is to just not feel good enough. And it, it's pervasive in women, I believe, you know, from, from what I've seen, there are women that can fake the confidence and there are women that have the confidence, but on the whole, um, it's the way that we are raised and, and the kind of the mindset that goes into the, the raising of women in the culture. 
So yeah, it's pretty tough. Now, uh, Simon, you you have really said this is the age of the woman, you know. So, what what are you basing that on? That seems uh, seems very uh, highly optimistic. I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, let's just start with a few facts. Um, right now, New Zealand, Finland, Iceland are all led by female prime ministers, mm-hmm. who, by the way. Um, have been identified globally as some of the most respondent leaders over the last couple of years as it relates to uh, the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. So let's start there. But the other thing I think we should pay attention to is there are 3 million more women enrolled in college than men. So mm-hmm. if we think about that in the years to come, women will probably be elbowing men out of white collar jobs, right? Mm -hmm. So now that's not a bad thing and against men, that's just a fact. So I think when I say we are in the age of the woman, I said this to a room of 200 CEOs a few years ago and you could hear a pin drop. I said, any company, country or community that's going to be worth its salt in the next decade, this decade and beyond, must do right by women, must do right by women. The United Nations has identified what they call uh, 17 transformational goals that globally uh, we should reach by 2030. Goal number four, gender equality. So when I talk about the age of, of the woman, what the research is saying is that countries who respect and honor women, education, healthcare, politics, those countries are more innovative and more successful long-term. Countries that do not honor women by ensuring that they have proper education, by protecting them, those countries do worse. So when I talk about this being the age of the woman, it's not uh, something against us guys, guys take a back seat. It's understanding that together, if women are moving forward in leading how do we support them and not tear them down? Because they're going to make sure everybody benefits, not just their, their four no more. They are going to be intentionally thinking about how do we ensure that everybody gets a hand up, not just a handout. Mm-hmm. I love that. And, and that's, that's kind of capitalizing on the fact that women are the nurturers. Women are, are looking to make things work for everybody in general. And, and Got that. That was the epiphany to your point, Dr. Chris. When I saw that, I'm like, wait a minute, let me figure out how I can show up and be a better human being for all the women in my life, right? Mm-hmm. And see mm-hmm. them as my blood sisters, if we're not even related, but see them as my blood sister. And how do I advocate for them? Not because I have to, but because I want to. Wow. Awesome. Well, we are we are getting close to time. So what I want to do is have an opportunity for you to talk about your free gift, which is, um, and Thomas, if you'd put up the picture um, of uh, Simon's free gift, and maybe Simon, you can tell us what they're going to, to find here. Yeah, sure. If you go to simontbailey.com, we have a one year free impact plan that aligns with the book for you to think about monthly. What is it that you can do uh, specifically to ignite the power of women in your life? Uh, Specifically looking at a focus for the month. And then what are the habits? So there are four weeks in a month. What can you do each week to develop a habit 
that's based on that focus as to ignite the power of women in your life. So uh, simontbailey.com, you'll see the book there. Just click on that link and go right to the website. Wonderful. And then I've got here simontbailey.com forward slash speaking. So um, you have some free uh, videos on your site as well with your wisdom and Yes. So some of the freebies that you'll get there, they're pretty cool. You get the first chapter of one of my previous books, uh, which is Shift Your Brilliance. You get a PDF on virtual confidence. So many people are online right now and Mm. showing up on Zoom. How do you really do it effectively? And then you also get a starter kit for another book that I've written called uh, Releasing Leadership Brilliance. Mm. Wow. Awesome. Are these books uh, how-to books? Do do they have a lot of uh, practical uh, advice on behaviors or or things that you can do every day, or you know, and and not just beautiful concepts and and things, but but some actions? Yes, in fact, all of our books is written um, under the guidance of an instructional designer with a focus on uh, takeaways because we know people need key takeaways. So yes, Mm -hmm. yeah, really do, yeah. That's one of the things that we have committed to, that we want our guests to have some practical applications that they can give people. Because a lot of the stories they tell are just heartwarming, they're beautiful, they're, they're inspiring and everything. And then the person says, okay, so what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so we really wanted to make sure that we were giving people a, a nice uh, compliment uh, to those things with with some things that they can go do and, and make their life better. Uh, yeah. Well. yeah. And speaking of takeaways, Simon, is there any last words of encouragement that you would like to give the audience? I would just simply say in the words of my dear mentor and friend, Willie Jolly, a setback is a setup for a comeback. So wherever you are in your journey right now, uh, your best days are in front of you. And it simply starts with loving yourself. And when you love yourself, you can love your neighbor and everyone else. So I would like to say wherever you are in the world, I may never meet you. I'm meeting you through this virtual lens. I love you and I believe in you. And there's not a darn thing you can do about it. (laughs) (laughs) That is so awesome. That's that was perfect. Thank you so much. What a wonderful thing to be stuck with, though. You know, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) That's what our world needs. It doesn't matter what the pigmentation of your skin is, no matter what side of the track you come from. I need you and you need me. Yes. And we are one. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. And before we go, I just want to talk about next week's show. Uh, We will be talking to Denise Schoenwald. Uh, She'll be speaking. She's a critical care nurse, now a spiritually based licensed mental health counselor and medical intuitive. And she'll be speaking about how you can heal your body by healing your mind. And uh, the name of her book is Healing Your Body by Mastering Your Mind. So we're looking forward to that. Um, more healing, more healing, always more more healing. healing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and if you would like Dr. Art's tip of the week, you can email us and Thomas, thank you so much. He always anticipates. So our email is contact nrshow at gmail.com. If you'd like some hypnosis with Dr. Art, uh, remember that he is a master medical hypnotist and a master sports hypnotist 
and then some. So he likes to get texts, and you can text him at 941-685-9622, and he'll help you make an appointment. And, and we are I'm here. Let say something real quick. The reason yes. for that text only is if you call me and your name and number are not in my address book, it'll show up as spam. And so if you text me first and tell me who you are and what your number is, I can add you to my uh, phone list and then I can talk with you on the phone. But we really need to start with a text. And that's the reason for it. Absolutely. There are so many spam calls these days. It's crazy. But uh, yeah. And um, and if you are interested in a coaching consultation with me, uh, you can email me at info at drchriswinsey.com. That's D-R-C-H-R-I-S-W-I-N-S-E-Y.com. And with that, um, gosh, what a great show. And Simon, thank you again for being with us. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. This has been a real pleasure for us. Yes, absolutely. And bye for now, guys. Come back next week. We'll be talking about all sorts of good stuff again. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. If you've enjoyed this show, please consider being a supporter. You can find that on our show page. Tune in every Friday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, and find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash new reality show for announcements of upcoming topics and exciting guest interviews. Bye for now.